When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. There we go. Welcome in to the TNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. I am your host today, Jesse Montano. I am joined by my good friend, AJ Hayfley. And uh, AJ, we're here to talk about a pretty historic January. Rudo's got the day off today. As, uh, we got a little bit of senioritis here, eh? Uh, so just you and me. Uh, first and foremost, man, beautiful day outside before a couple days of snow. How you doing? I'm getting ready to go enjoy that beautiful day as soon as we get done. So, yeah, go go soak up any uh, vitamin D that you can before mm-hmm. it's gone for two days. Yeah, I've got errands that I want to run. Yeah, uh, that's... and I I was like, Mm-mm, this gotta happen because I was so lazy about doing it yesterday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you I was run just, errands on Sunday. Yeah. I was just being a lazy shit. <laughs> well, and then. It was easy because we had a big meeting to yesterday morning that got pushed. Yeah. So it's like, well, I guess I'll just take advantage of this day. Now. Well, I, uh, cause I had, I had scheduled out my day around that. Yep. And then when that got canceled, I just went back to sleep because I'd stayed up all night watching Dennis. Oh, there you go. Uh, the, the men's, uh, Australian oh, yeah. Open final. So, yeah. I didn't call that it. shit too. As soon as, as soon as, <laughs> As soon as Nadal started to push back in the in that third set, I was like, "This is done, done." Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I saw you talking about it, and then a bunch of people yesterday, like in the media room at, at uh, Morning Skate, were talking about it. Uh, so I didn't see it, but it sounds like it was dope. Yeah, I mean, Medvedev is the future of the men uh, of the men's side. It's just you know, you can't get into war with Rafa Nadal. That's where he lives. <laughs> you just can't you just can't do it can't do it uh yeah really nice day out today it is january 31st a day that i just learned existed a couple nights ago on uh the podcast uh january 31st the abs are officially done playing in the month of january we are going to going we are going to get into all of that this entire month uh we're going to touch a little bit on some of the all-star stuff just some of the updates we've got in the last couple days uh but first, AJ, we, we all we are also going to talk uh, Nazem Kadri today. Some news coming out about him. Uh, very exciting. But as always, I want to start uh, with just some of our housekeeping, some of our notes for today. Uh, first and foremost, Dylan Sakura was sent back down to the Eagles. Looks like Ryan Murray is going to be good to go for tomorrow. And right now they're slotting Curtis McDermott uh, back at forward. AJ, your thoughts on how Sakura played for a couple games, picked up an assist, uh, and then just kind of your thoughts on uh, McDermott 
getting that look back at forward for this last game before the all-star break. It's fine. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of McDermott at forward. Like how I feel about McDermott hasn't really changed much. Mm. Uh, I don't think that he's providing very much on ice hockey value. Yeah. Um, Easy guy to root for. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and, and you could tell when he scored his goal, the way that the teammates reacted, right? Yeah. Like nobody, nobody tells more truth than how it faces. Yeah. Than how, yeah. than how players reacted to, to their own yeah. and watching them be so genuinely excited and like lose their shit over a first period goal. <laughs> like that's it goes to show you like they do love him in that room. Yeah. They they love having him around. They love him him being part of it. And uh that's great. Like you love that. Like it's yeah. a team a team that plays for each other has a chance to do special things. Yeah. The my argument will always be okay, that's great. You want that, you need that element um, if you're going to be serious. But what's he doing in a game? And it's pretty obvious the coaching staff doesn't trust him. Right. Now, he's been getting a little bit more ice time. Um, the yeah. six minutes as a defenseman is more has morphed into more <sighs> like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's still putting a lot of pressure on Colorado's top guys. Um, so McDermott is McDermott remains a work in progress, but at forward, you know, we'll see. There hasn't really been a whole lot from that fourth line. So it's not like you're looking at some sort of significant drop off here. Yeah. Uh, moving him onto that fourth line. because you're just not getting very much. Um, to answer about Sakura, I thought, I thought he was fine last night. I didn't have any issues. I didn't have any problems with, um, a swap with Burakovsky and and all yeah. that like that's all it's fine. Um, I I liked Sakura. I I I, 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 thought, he, I, I thought he plugged in well. I tend to like him. I think more than other people do. Just in mm-hmm. general, uh, I think that he's a he's like the truest definition of a quadruple A player in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. He's a great like high end. AHL player age. Yeah. And you can see where the potential was uh, with him, with him in the NHL. Like he's a decent skater. He's got some puck skills, you know, he works hard and all that. And that's like, you can, you can see it. It's not, it's not super. It's not, it's, it's not hard to understand, you know? He, he um, kind of is like Rocco Grimaldi with a little bit more size, where it's like it's easy to dream another on a guy another with another quadruple A guy. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. So you know, like he's a good hockey player, and and um, I I don't mind him in the role that he's in. You know, kind of that Kiefer Sherwood, Jason Magno, like rotational AHL guy that can fill in for you in yep. spot duty, and if he plays fifteen games for you, it's, you're probably not going to get a lot out of him. But right. I. I like I like him enough. Um, it's, well, he, it's he's kind of an odd, like for one game, it feels kind of odd to just make that swap him. back to like yeah. back to Murray and then 
uh, move McDermott yeah. up, and it's just like one game before you have an extended break. You could have just left the lineup as is, right? Because I yeah, I thought it was a weird move. Are you taking such a step, so, such a step forward? Um, with and I mean, McDermott I guess maybe forward, and then Murray on defense, like, and maybe that they see as a significant upgrade yeah. to Murray over McDermott, and and maybe it that's is. where they find the value. Um, I I think that part of it is yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 um, so, I mean, I guess maybe that we just kind of answered our own question. Maybe that's what it is. Like, "Eh, it's it's an upgrade there. And I, I, you know, Jared Bednar has talked a lot about the work that Curtis McDermott has put in. Uh, and maybe that's just kind of a reward. Hey, we're not going to scratch you for this last game, even though like we're kind of saying, I really don't know if that moves the needle at all on that fourth line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in either direction, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's it was nice to see McDermott get rewarded. I think he's gotten a lot better this season. I mean, literally, his skating looks better. Um, he looks a little bit more confident. Um, and I've liked him better at forward, so I'm I'm anxious to see him back there with kind of a little bit of added confidence. Um, just see kind of how he does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so Ryan Murray uh, will likely be back tomorrow. Uh, Darren Helm and Jacob McDonald. We have been getting regular updates on them, uh, from, uh, Jared Bednar. Sounds like they are both progressing along nicely, which is especially nice to hear for Jacob McDonald. Um, that was such a scary moment. Um, I know it was, you know, a lot has happened since then. So it's kind of hard to remember, but, uh, scary moment. So it's good to hear that he's getting back to it. We will touch on Nathan McKinnon here in just a little bit, but that is kind of your injury update update today from practice. Uh, so expect to see a little bit of a shakeup tomorrow. But AJ, the NHL did announce this morning. Uh, they put out their three stars of the week. And Nazem Kadri, first star of the week in the NHL. Three goals, five assists in uh, four games played. Uh, so two points per game averaged out. Three game winners in three game winners in his last four contests. He now currently sits third overall in league scoring. Uh, he is two points shy of his career high, uh, which came back in 2016, 2017 uh, with Toronto. And that was across 82 games. Uh, I've seen Jared Bednar get asked a lot. What is it that's different about Kadri this year? I've seen Kadri get asked a lot. So now I'm going to ask you, what is it that's different about Nazem Kadri this year that has him close to his career high and just, just shy of half the amount of games? <clears throat> Well, I mean, I think this is like everything about his game is clicking at the highest level it ever has. Yeah. You know, I think that he's playing, he's playing engaged in the way that he always has when he's been at his best, but he's walking the line and understanding that he's a lot more useful of a, of an impact player when, He's doing things with the puck, and and obviously, like, the physicality is still there. The edge is still there. It's just not – he's not getting himself in trouble not, with it. Right, right. He's 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 towing that line maybe better than we've ever yeah. seen him. And I think, I think he's just in – you know, mentally, he's in such a good place. Um, he's one of the – he can be one of the leaders on the team, and – you know, he, he obviously being a contract year, he needs this, but yeah. not just the contract year, but after, la- after how last year ended, you know, 
reputation wise, he needed some yep. rehabilitation. He needed to kind of bounce back and and remind people, hey, he's a pretty good hockey player. Yeah, he was starting to enter that territory because obviously the the stigma of the the suspensions and stuff came with him from Toronto. He had a stretch where it wasn't an issue. And then, yeah, it just cropped back up and you were starting to enter into that territory of, no, nah, man, maybe this just is what you do. Maybe it's, you know, you're not learning from these mistakes. You're not learning from these suspensions. Um, and I really do, man. I, I think that sat heavy with him uh, last off season. And the way well, that- he had to, I mean, it had to eat him up watching how that Vegas series played out and knowing that had it gone one more game, one he would have yeah. been back. And so he had to, he just had to eat that all off season. He had to eat that. Yeah. And, and and coming off of a year where he wasn't any good, the last 20 games of the season. Well, and that's the other part of it too, that I remember, I remember thinking, you know, this based on nothing other than me thinking it, that a lot of that played into that, that hit. Cause he looked like he was playing frustrated. Like you said, for that last 20 so games of the season, didn't really contribute much in the first, uh, you know, couple games of the playoffs. And he just, he looked a little frustrated. Like he had, he had kind of run into a bit of a wall and he was trying to make an impact somewhere else. And he ended up getting a little carried away. Um, the, the, every time he's asked about it, what's different about this year, you know, he, and, and what do you expect him to say? But he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really think I'm doing anything different. I, this is how I always try to play. But I thought Jerry Bednar put it best. This was probably about a month ago. He said, when Nazem Kadri puts the work before the skill, this is what you get. When he tries to put the skill before the work, and he didn't come right out and say these words, but essentially like that's how you end up with what you got last year. And I, I, I think a lot of what you said just now is, is spot on. He's, he's leaning into those parts of his game where he excels and he's not, getting caught up in, in the stuff that we've seen get him in trouble before. Yeah. And he's always been an emotional player. As Rudo says, he goes red mist. And I mean, I think that, I think that that's accurate. Like when he gets, when he gets into that headspace where he's just like, I'm pissed off. I'm going to do something, you know, he does. And it's always been detrimental to his game. And it's always been a thing that's held him back. I mean, the, the, the points is absurd. Like this, Offensive, yeah. this offensive breakout is just not the kind of thing that you see very often. Right. You know, it's, it was kind of like when Blake Wheeler turned 30 and became a point per game player out of nowhere. <laughs> we were just like, yeah. Why is this happening now? Right. Exactly. Right. Like, this is so odd. Uh, but like, these things do happen, mm-hmm. you know, and, the question, will it continue through the rest of the year? Will it continue into next year? Is he just now suddenly an elite player for a couple of years? You know, I mean, you remember Tim Thomas showed up with the Boston Bruins at like 35 years old and was like, yep. I'm just going to be the best goaltender in the NHL for four years. Yeah. Out of and then, nowhere. And then dip out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, well, I'm bad now. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> bad discover card commercials. So I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Go do that. And I'm going to go wear a player helmet in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was like a that literally looked like he just like bought it from players bench in navy blue, just Bauer helmet. Um, so yeah, so it, it's well, the, well, the, the points the points thing is is definitely weird, but you also like 
look at the team that he's playing on. Right. Well, so, so say two, two things, right. One of them that makes you kind of step back and say, well, maybe this is not, not, I, I mean, I think he absolutely has the ability to play maybe not at that exact clip for the rest of the season, but I think he's got the ability to kind of hang in this conversation. I think he'll blow, obviously blow past his career high. Um, the one thing that encourages you from that standpoint, from the points and all that stuff is he's not even really close to his career high in goals. He's picking up all these points in ways that he hasn't in the past. A couple nights ago against Boston, uh, Boston was up three to one and it was, it was quiet in the building. And there was a play where Kadri thought he had been interfered with a little bit and he, he yelled at the ref and you could hear it. It was quiet enough in the building um, that you could hear. He said, what the fuck is that? And he kind of skated off the rink. He was pissed. And I remember thinking, that's interesting. We haven't seen him do that this year. I hope he doesn't go out and do something stupid. Um, and then our good friend from Boston, Joe Haggerty on Twitter put out just the tweet of the game saying that he expected the next thing that uh, the Avs did would be to send Nazem Kadri after someone get himself suspended. Instead, what he did was pile up three assists, including a ridiculous pass on the game time goal. Uh, and then he set up Kale McCarr for the game winner. He still plays with that emotion. He still plays with that edge, but it seems like he's finding a better way to channel some of that uh, <clears throat> energy. And like I said, he, he hasn't even hit that, that career high that's always kind of been his hallmark. He can score goals. He can put the puck in the net. He's doing that, but he's just finding other ways to contribute. And that's like when you look at the profile of it, he's shooting 12.9%. It's not like it's out of this world. Right. Yeah. Uh, if if he were to finish the season right now at 12.9%, it would be like the fifth best shooting season of his career. <laughs> uh, Percentage wise. Um, right. But no, like if you look at his numbers, you know, his career high before this year in assists was 30. He has 41. If you take yeah. if you take away every goal that Nazem Kadri has scored this year, he's still a point per game player. Yeah. Uh I believe he's saying uh he is third in the league right now in points per game at 1.48. Um I mean honestly, he's, he he's got 59. Uberdo leads the league at 62. Drysaddle is 61. McDavid and Ovechkin at 58. Uh, pretty good company pretty, to keep. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty good names to have uh, be around your name on a list. Uh, AJ, anything else to add on on Naz here? Uh, awesome season for him. Obviously, there was a little bit of that Olymp or all-star snub, if you will. Nice seeing get some recognition. Yeah, and I, and I think that you see the genuine excitement about him going to the all-star game. We talk about how for, for the guys who are doing this for the fifth, sixth, seventh time, they're kind of they're kind of over it, but it still matters for some of these guys. You know, the, right. the guys who have never done it. It's still such an honor for them. It's still you can tell you can tell that this is still an important designation to be considered an all star, and for for that recognition to come, you know, and and for their peers to look at them yeah. in that in that light, and to go to a game, and for him to be at an all-star game amongst Jonathan Uberdeau and Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid and Alex Ovechkin. You know, those are, 
it's it's validation of of the season that he's having and it's great uh i i'm thrilled for him i'm excited for him i hope he has one more big game in him before the break go out with that big bang and then i hope he i hope he destroys the all-star weekend i hope he lays waste to the game gets the mvp MVP, the, the works you know I want to. Yeah, I want all the accolades for Nazem Kadri this year. It's the ultimate redemption story. Hundred percent, especially you know, not run out of Toronto, but he was kind of you know he was kind of there. Matt Duchesne looked at as as the guy until he wasn't. All the way down to the third line has the reputation. Like there's just so much that builds up to it that to your, I think I, I think that's a great point that for a lot of these guys. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin opts out of the all-star game most years for a lot of them. It doesn't really mean much for someone like him. You know, that this has a lot of personal meaning. So, um, yeah, I agree. It'd be great to see him go off and do something tomorrow. Um, let's move on here. But first, uh, I do have to remind you guys, this is of course the DNVR avalanche podcast brought to you guys by, uh, DraftKings. Also brought to you by Escape Artists. Escape Artists is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. They prioritize quali- quality and consistency with ratios available in one-to-one and high-ratio CBD available in 20-to-one. They have got you covered, always using the best materials and ingredients uh, to deliver a premium experience. Uh, their 800-800 creams are Escape Artists' highest potency creams available. They penetrate for deep muscle tissue comfort, non-greasy, non-staining, fast-absorbing, and take effect in 10 minutes or less with benefits lasting two to three hours. Uh, available in rose or cedar black pepper. Uh, and of course, you can find all of Escape Artist's great products over at Colorado's Premier Dispensary, Light Shade 10, soon-to-be 11, convenient Denver Metro, uh, and Aurora locations. Offering something for everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur. Lightshade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flowers, edible, and so many others. Podcast listeners get 25% off at Lightshade with promo code DNVR. You can either go in or use that online. Check out their Escape Artist products right there in person for yourself. We are also brought to you guys by Green Mountain Dental. I have a Green Mountain Dental appointment tomorrow. I'm not a fan of the dentist, so I'm scared, but I'm less scared. Because well, that I makes heard... you unique. Yeah, everybody yeah. everybody else loves the dentist. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, I know everyone else usually has like one a week. Uh, no, but I have heard nothing but phenomenal things. I know uh, Lindsay Sauer, um, ex-DNVR-er, the, you know, forever DNVR mom. I was, was going to say, she's DNVR for life, even if yeah. she's... Even if she's just being a mom right now. Yeah. Uh, but no, she went a few weeks ago and I was actually talking to her a couple nights ago at the bar and she was like, dude, I hate the dentist too, but seriously, they're great. Like <clears throat> it's not going to be a problem. So I actually am uh, looking forward to trying it out and uh, letting you guys know what, what my experience is like. Uh, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam like I did and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush uh, and make sure you tweet at us when you go. Uh, tag us and them when you go. Show the community or show them how this community can support and be our biggest supporters. Green Mountain Dental treats you like family, birthday cards, all that good stuff. They are one of our longest running DNVR partners. They show us love, so make sure uh, you show them some love. They're just 15 minutes from downtown. And remember, when you do a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. 
Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm actually anxious to go tomorrow. I hate going, but having your little teeth clean uh, always is such a nice feeling. So, uh, <laughs> my little teethers. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> little teethers. Before we get into uh, January, which is where we are going to spend the bulk of this conversation, I do just want to touch on a couple um, of these all-star topics. I will be heading out on Thursday to be in Vegas uh, to bring you guys everything abs-related from the NHL all-star game. Uh, it was supposed to be Nathan McKinnon, Nazem Kadri, Kale McCarr, and Jared Bednar. Uh, but Jared Bednar did confirm this weekend, no Nathan McKinnon. He will not be uh, participating. Uh, I was hoping that maybe we'd see another one of those situations like we did in San Jose a few years ago where he coached. Uh, and he I was, really just I was got... also hoping for him to be like Bednar's assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, where he just got hammered behind the bench drinking out of that coffee cup. Um, yeah, that's what I was hoping for, but no, it does sound like, uh, as of this morning has been confirmed. He won't, uh, even be traveling to Vegas. Jerry Bednar said the, uh, Nathan McKinnon's only focus is getting healthy, getting healed up, uh, and getting back to the abs. He did have surgery on his nose. He was at the rink today, did not participate, um, in any type of physical activity. Uh, anybody who saw that, that kind of reverse angle, slow-mo replay that looked out of this world painful. So I don't uh, blame him at all. He has been replaced in the game by Roman Yossi. So the central division, Nick Kale now has a defensive partner. Yeah. He I doesn't was, have to play the whole game. I was bummed when I saw it was Yossi and not Miko. And then I was like, you know what? That's good for Kale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another good for defenseman Kale. is nice to have around. Yeah. Eh, you know, it's nice to be able to sit on the bench for a minute. Uh, and then Joe Pavelski was named uh, captain of the central division in place of Nathan McKinnon. Uh, That's another saw, guy having a crazy year. Crazy. I didn't realize just how crazy until we started doing all of our trade deadline stuff last week. Like when we started dipping our toe into it, I was like, holy shit, this guy's going off. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it was looking, there were some people that were saying it was going to be Kirill Kaprizov taking the captaincy and just for some reason, uh, this one makes me feel a little bit better. Just yeah, giving the, go to a... giving the captaincy to Captain America, it's fine. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah, you said you know we're you're good with Roman Yossi. I think that's a good. I mean, he's someone who should have been there. If you were doing this, true to who the actual All Stars are, um, he had a he had uh, a pretty good argument himself. Pretty good argument, yeah. Uh, would have been nice to see it be Miko, just an av for an av, but uh, yeah, yeah, you and, need, and, you need uh, another defenseman. Yes, the guy who is like that list that I read earlier of all the all those top scores. The first name after that was Miko Rantanen. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's number he's, five right now. Yeah, he's he's like somewhere in there. Yeah, he's he's in that top ten again. So, um, and then uh, um. Only other thing with the All-Star game that I was want to touch on, and I'm trying to uh, pull it up here. We have a couple new events that look very, very interesting. Uh, you will have all the standard, you know, fastest skater, accuracy, all that good stuff. Uh, but they are introducing uh, the Discover NHL Fountain Face-Off, which will take place in the Bellagio Fountains. Uh, and then Las Vegas NHL 21 in 2022 
which will be shutting down part of the strip uh, for this to take place actually out on the street on the Las Vegas strip. AJ, have you looked into the details of either of these? Uh, one of them is a giant game of like blackjack. Yeah. Where they've got a, there's like this wall of cards and they have to shoot and they have to get to 21 and they have like six shots to do it and to do it. Yeah. So, and then the, the, it sounds like the fountain one, it's going to be like pads set up in the Bellagio fountains that kind of mimic you're taking the face off circles you're taking a boat to it. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of stealing the idea that the NFL had when it was for the draft. To, yeah. And they were going to have the players when they got drafted to ride a boat to the stage in the middle of this <laughs> fountain to go like lift up their Jersey or whatever. So yeah, it's kind of funny that the, that the NFL kind of got its like weird goofy boat idea lifted taken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But I, I do like it. Cause this is somewhat of what you and I were talking about or the, the three of us were talking about a couple of weeks ago of just getting out outside of the box um, in terms of totally lean in, lean into your environment and yeah. uh, just see what's up. Like try, try different things. The bringing back the breakaway challenge is lame. It was always not a fun thing to watch, but whatever it's fine. Yeah. So no, I, I, I like it. It's something different. And the best part is, is if it sucks, if it's a total dud, you just don't do it next year. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I hope that this also kind of leads to them trying to lean into whatever city that they go to. Cause both totally. of these are very Vegas specific. Like even if these both go great, you still can't do them next year because <laughs> you won't have the Bellagio fountains. And, and when they were in St. And- Louis, they had the players like shooting from the stands, which was appropriate because blues fans love to take shots. <laughs> So yeah, I I, uh, I like it. And then they are going to have um, a few guests. Uh, they invited Trevor Zegras to come participate in the Breakaway Challenge, which I think is a great idea. Um, I saw they were trying to get Zidane Char to come do Hardest Shot, and he just wasn't really feeling it. I mean, the dude's, what, 70? So I can't imagine that, yeah, he's looking to um, add anything, you know, take away from his vacation. Yeah, he's uh, like, I need this break. Right, right. Uh, Man, Manon, and I feel so bad. I can't, I don't know how to pronounce this. Rahume, Rahume, uh, and then uh, Wyatt Russell. Classic American. I can't speak French, bro. Yeah, yeah, I can't either. Uh, and then Wyatt Russell, who's an actor, uh, will both be. Kid. Yeah, is it really? I have no idea. Oh, 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 I thought, I don't know. I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I have no well, idea. Yeah, here, look up if Wyatt Russell is related to Kurt Russell at all and let us know. Um, they will be both playing goaltender for the Breakaway Challenge. And then they do have uh, Jocelyn Lamaru Davidson coming in to do the fountain face-off. Is it really? Yes. It's Seriously? <laughs> it's Kurt Russell's son. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so stupid. Damn. That's so funny. Uh, and then Jocelyn Lambert Davidson, <laughs> who had the uh, the golden goal in the shootout uh, a couple of years ago, USA, Canada. She will be doing uh, the fountain face-off and accuracy shooting. Uh, so they are leaning in a little bit to what we talked about, getting some of the women's players involved. Obviously, I'd like to see them do that. 
um, in a little bit larger scale. Um, but but I, I like the direction they're going. The NHL has a hard time getting out of their own way, but I think these are some nice little baby steps. Uh, getting cool, Kurt man. Russell's kid there. It's whatever. Like lean into it. Just we'll see how it goes. I like I like that they're just like screw this. We're gonna try some stuff. Great. That's what they should have been doing. Yeah. And look, now knowing that if Kurt Russell isn't at the skills competition dressed as Herb Brooks, I don't even want Wyatt, Wyatt Russell there. All right. Yeah. He needs to be there with a the whistle shouting again after every, <laughs> after every, drill. After, every after every breakaway challenge. Yeah. Holy shit. That's one where if they don't do it, missed <laughs> opportunity, miss everything we just said about like positive about what they're doing. Take it back. Uh, in the chat here, Wyatt Russell played professionally as a goaltender in the ECHL. I've always just known him as an actor. He was in uh, 2021 20, or 22 Jump Street. Uh, well, good for him. That should be interesting. Um, oh, he was in 22 Jump Street, right? He was the other football player. Yeah, he was the quarterback. Like oh, the... that's how I recognized his photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked his Colonel Mustard mustache in the photo they used for him. Just the I, chops uh... straight into mustache. Yeah, I was... I was I, I was having a hard time placing him, but you're right. That's it. That was it. <laughs> Nailed it. And then I need to look up. I, I I feel so bad. Oh, all right. I knew I recognized that name. Uh, Manon Raihume. Uh, she was uh, the goaltender oh. that that played in a preseason game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. She's yeah. No, I knew who she was. Played. I just don't know how to say her name. Yeah, I don't either. Um. I was looking at that and I said, that looks like the name of the, the preseason goalie for the, for the lightning. That's yeah. awesome. Love them doing that. That's a great callback. It's a phenomenal. I hope she's got a lightning Jersey on. I would love that. Especially the old one. Yeah. And you know, fuck it. Make her, make her use the pads she was using back then. Yeah. She'll actually all sounds great. Nice. Nice set of coops. Um, no, that's, that's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I, I am now excited to watch that. And then yes, Wyatt Russell, uh, was also in, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. Uh, he was a U.S. agent. Well, oh, have you not, have you not watched any of that? No. Oh dude. It's great. Um, yeah, duh. What an idiot. I can't believe I didn't think about that. Uh, so I, I actually am, I'm, I'm excited to be there. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, see the skills competition and stuff in person. Uh, they're doing the, the mascot face off and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, the blackjack one, I think is one that I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm it's whatever, dude, I'm not getting too up or down about the all-star game yet. There's still a real game to go. So I'll think about, I'll think about the all-star game and the skills competition on Friday. That that's the attitude we all need to have AJ. Uh, Nazim Kadri has said it all season stay present stay in the moment don't get too far ahead of yourself um, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, get these last couple reads uh, done here just because I think we are going to end up talking for quite a while uh, on January as a month so reminding you guys of course we are the DNVR Avalanche podcast brought to you guys by DraftKings Sportsbook head over to DraftKings.com uh, use promo code DNVR Oh man, long day today. We are also brought to you guys, um, of course, by Strava Craft Coffee. I don't know about you guys, but anything I can get delivered to me, I'm all for. What's even Rayon. better? 
Is it Rayom? Okay. Rayom. Rayom. Menon Rayom will be we're, there this We're getting weekend. made fun of privately. I, so. I, I'm, I'm just grateful Fine. it isn't publicly because we probably earned that. Um, yeah. I mean, you just don't know what you don't know. Fine. Hey, I don't see anyone else in front of a camera trying to pronounce it. All right. That's right. <laughs> um, what's even better, CBD infused Strava Craft Coffee is the ultimate gift for your friends, loved ones, colleagues, anybody that you know that suffers with uh, migraines, joint pains. Do they have IBS, like our friend Brandon Boat? You must give them some CBD infused Strava, like I did for my dad. Uh, he's all about it, drinks it every night, got him some decaf, got him some regular, has one in the morning, has one in the evening. Uh, and he loves it. Really does feel like it helps him out. Uh, 25% off of your entire purchase when you head over to StravaCraftCoffee.com and use promo code DNVR25. That is 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use promo code DNVR25. You can also subscribe. Subscribing to Strava means that you never have to buy coffee in store again and it'll land on your doorstep Every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you'd prefer, and you receive 20% off your CBD, CBD infused coffee every time. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, they also offer CBD infused decaf coffee. Um, so if that's more down your alley, take advantage of that. Um, our great friends at Breckenridge Brewery also helped uh, helped us bring you guys this podcast today. You guys know we love our Breck beers and Celsius, but what we love even more uh, is this summer that Breckenridge Brewery is teaming up with the National Parks Conservation Association. Uh, the tragic fires in Colorado were absolutely devastating at the end of the year last year. Uh, and this is one of the many reasons that Breck is donating 1% of all their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association that is right. If you buy one pint or pack of Breck Brews, you are donating 1% of that to our great outdoors. We'll be hosting, we will be hosting fun events at the DNVR bar uh, to promote this awesome collab. Uh, you can come down, drink a brew, drink a Breck brew or a Celsi, uh, and uh, help help a great cause uh, with our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Here it is, third and final segment, DNVR Avalanche podcast brought to you guys by DraftKings. AJ, like I said, it's off the top. January 31st here. The next time the Avs play will be tomorrow, February 1. Um, and yes, if that question in the chat was about uh, Strava, I do believe they ship to Canada. Uh, no problem at all. 15-0-1 uh, is where this team ends in... Uh, the month of January. Pretty unbelievable. 66 goals for 35 against. They collected 30 of a possible 31 points. Uh, it was the best single month in franchise history. Tied for the best month in NHL history. Uh, it is tied for the longest point streak in franchise mm. history at 16 games. They got 31 of 32. They played 16 games. They went 15 0 and 1. 30. Oh, you're 32. right. 31 of 32. I apologize. I apologize. 31 of 32. Uh, they sit first in the central with a nine point lead and also sit first in the NHL. Uh, they're tied in points with Florida, but they have the games in hand. Uh, we've got a super sticker here. It just says super sticker. All it says um, is super sticker. Yeah, we can't see it and we can't. We don't have a description. Yeah, of it. I don't have a description of it, but 
Thank you very, very much, Blake. Uh, much love for the super chat. Always. Um, I'll bet you this sticker was great. I'm positive it was. It's uh, uh it's like a, I don't know. It looks like a green bird giving us a really big thumbs up. Yeah, I was right. I'll bet you it was awesome. <laughs> it is kind of cool, actually. <laughs> well, I don't, but I don't have I don't have a description. I don't, yeah, I it just doesn't. It. I had to I had to actually open up YouTube to. Oh, it's a pear character. Oh, okay. Giving a thumbs up. Dun, dun, dun. Too much, uh, too much credit for for giving it a bird, and I should have known it was a government drone anyway. <laughs> Birds aren't real, uh, guys. Dude, the first time, so the first time I saw that billboard, I thought it was like a funny like joke, but I did not realize that there are a lot of people that actually think birds don't exist. Yo, it started in the fifties. Oh, I know. It's the started... government takeover. <laughs> I'm telling you, birds aren't real, man. Yeah, we all knew that Rudo was cooler than me. That's not news. Um, a lot of people talking about uh, Evan's hot food take from last night. Yeah, what was it? He puts whipped cream on a bagel. Like he would toast a plain bagel and put whipped cream <laughs> on it. <laughs> Dude. Whipped cream? Yeah. That's not even a bad food take. That's just like a... Well, and that's like that's got, something you do in jail, dude. dude it got, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> I don't know. Like where else? Where else is that your only combination of? Yeah, it got it got worse when one of our listeners uh, said that they put ranch dressing and olives in oatmeal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All three. I don't like any of those things separately, let alone mixing them oh, together. That reaction was great. <laughs> oh yeah also evan doesn't like chicken at all what yeah so so i i actually thought of another, last night i thought of another one of mine uh see I, I don't i don't like ice cream i think it melts too fast and then it's just cold milk with sugar in it okay uh Hot dog in the middle of a microwaved I, quesadilla. I podcast with monsters, but okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that 100% is. Mayo on a burrito, you can at least talk yourself into. Whipped cream on a bagel, those don't even go together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're all monsters. Uh I don't know how to, 50, anyway. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. That got me so uh, so distracted and so grossed out. 15-0-1, AJ. Uh, what a month, eh? Yeah, and I said on last night's pod, um, when you're in the moment, it's hard to appreciate the gravity of this. But, like, think about three years from now when we just, like, look back on it. And we're like, do you remember that time they went 15-0-1 in a month? Yeah, where they tied the NHL record for most wins and most points in a single month. You, they had 16 games in 31 days, and they won 15 of them. And the one that they lost, they lost on a power play that should have never existed. We have right. no idea how that game ends. Right. Like, yeah. No idea how that game ends. Uh, if if that does not, 
if if that too many men on ice doesn't happen. We don't know. Maybe Miko Rantanen <laughs> curls down the ice and just goes down and scores. No right, idea right. how that game ends. Yeah, maybe the, the the third guy that never actually made it onto the ice gets you know sprung for a break. You don't know. Yeah, um, we, don't, we don't know what that world looks like. Uh, and with that with that loss, you know, or, or with if they win that game. Who knows if they find a way to lose any of the other games along the way? You can't just assume right. that they would have won all those games. But well, it's still pretty incredible that when you consider they had six games in a row that they won uh, coming back in some in come from behind fashion, some of which were multiple goals. Like the Jets game was the one off where they were down one nothing and then scored the next seven. That was the anomaly. <laughs> they came back from multi-goal deficits more times than they did something like that. Right. That was the weird one. They they blew leads. They came back from leads. They won in overtime. Like, they won multiple overtime games. All of a sudden, after years of an ineptitude in, in overtime. Right, right. Like, yeah. years the- of ineptitude. In overtime, we're talking three full seasons of them not being any good in the in the format. All of a sudden, now they're monsters, and and not even what? no good, but like losing in the first minute on the first shift. Yeah, like, no, go back and look at their overtime loss in Ottawa this year. That's how they've lost a lot of overtime games where they just roll down the ice, throw the puck away, and it's a clean break the other way, and the dude scores, and you're just kind of like, cool. Yeah, that was worth everybody's time. And <laughs> then they got good. Now, now they're great in overtime. Like I, what the hell? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think has been so. What has kept this month fun, right? So, if, if any of you read my piece last night uh, on the dnvr.com, if you haven't, you should go read everything that we had on the game last night. Uh, grades, my piece, watch the podcast. Uh, but I, I, I was I was trying to talk about something where this team could be better because like right now it's just you won 15 out of 16 games and the one you mm-hmm. lost you lost in overtime. How do you know it, it, it's hard to critique them right now and well, what's it, so funny you is, walk into this month. what are the two biggest biggest weaknesses on January 1st? Goaltending you asking, your penalty kill. Yep. What are the two biggest week two biggest weaknesses on January thirty first? Not those two things. <laughs> because now your goaltending, you had three shutouts this month. You had yep. zero walking in. Yep. You got three shutouts this month. Uh, among starters, Darcy Kemper is now in the top fifteen statistically. Mm-hmm. Pavel Francouz is. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even have words for Frankie at this point. What he's right. doing is, is is so awesome. And like the PK, the PK got so much better and it did not, it did not have tons of opportunity. It wasn't like it was like five opportunities per night or whatever, but it's all the way up to 24th in the NHL. It was a 29th at one point this month. So the fact yeah. that it's up to 24th means that it's trended consistently in the right direction. Yeah. It was down into the 72 percentile, which right now would be 30th in the NHL if it was still down there. And right now yeah. it's at 76.3. Yeah. 
at 24th. So it's it, it's it's trending in the right direction. You would still look at it as an obvious weakness, but it is trended in the right direction. And despite everything, the Avs power play has gotten better and is now right. fifth. <laughs> like right. it's been in the top 10 basically the entire year once once it got over that early season like that opening like 10 to 15 games where the power play was insanely bad. They couldn't yeah, get atrocious. the zone. They couldn't score. They couldn't do anything, right? And now you look at the power play. Power play is sitting in. It's ahead of Boston and right behind what? Dallas. <laughs> like, it's it's a group that's just killing it. And the PK right. is at least on the rise. And I'm... Yeah. If you can if you can get to 15th in the PK, you're feeling good. Yeah. So no 100%. And then I, I mean we're talking not just January but tomorrow. Tomorrow will be 90 days since their last loss at home. 90 calendar days. Dude. So if they win tomorrow, well and, the, and their number of regulation losses at home is I, I think less than three going back to like March. Yeah, it it would be uh so if they win tomorrow, it'll be 99 days when they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning back on January 10th. Oh damn. That would really suck. <laughs> to lose a game at home on the 99th day since yeah. your last home loss. Um, yeah, I mean, and you're right. Like, even going back to last year, because you look at the, the Vegas series, they won the first two games, uh-huh. and then they lost in overtime in game five. And that ended, like, a 20-game winning streak or some shit. Like, right. like they right. – or, or uh, it was like a regulation streak, I think, uh, that they hadn't lost in regulation at home in, like, 20-some-odd games. It was, it was insane, yeah. dude. And And – Again, you know, there's a there's a, a chat in here. You know, obviously, you, you have to nitpick when you're when you're at this clip when they're playing at this rate right now. You do have to nitpick. You do have to find areas to critique, and that's what I think has been so fun and part of what has made them, I think, so successful in this month and on this stretch is that they are that critical themselves. There was a uh, man who was the game against uh, last week. Uh, they, they had just won, but they had not played very well. And they're doing their, the media availability and the players come out first and answer questions and they left and the tone in the, in the, in the media room, the questions that were being asked, the way they were answering everyone, it all sounded very down, very down on what had been happening. And our uh, old buddy, JJ Jerez looks at me and goes, wait, they just won, right? They have set a standard for themselves that they expect themselves to play to a certain level. And they trust that if they play to that level and play to that process, that the results are going to come with it. And Darcy Kemper, I asked last night, you know, you guys keep saying that you think you can be better. Where is it? You think you can be better. And what Kemper said is what I think makes you feel confident in this group is he said, it's not one thing. It's kind of a rotating cast of things, depending on, what stretch of games we're going through. We do a good job of, of cleaning this up. Um, and then, you know, we can kind of lack a little bit here. 
Then we do a great job of cleaning that up and we can lack here. He said, we're just trying to make sure we're putting it all together. But it's not like they're being plagued with the same issues over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that's part of what has made them so tough to handle for this last month is you, you can't say we're going to, you know, any team coming into Denver, any team playing against the Avs right now in general can't say, well, we need to do this and that'll shut them down. Teams are trying to slow it down. Teams are trying to play heavy on the wall. Teams are trying to play fast north-south. And the Avs just have an answer for anything. Dave with the super chat here. Thank you very, very much, Dave. Uh, the Avs are halfway through their season. Can they maintain this level of play through the rest of the season in playoffs? Um, 10 and 0, can they maintain that? No. Uh, oh, can they, they maintain? Are the, they are 28 three and two since their 10 game start since they were four, five and one 28, three and two. So they've maintained it. They've maintained. I don't, I don't know what that points percentage is, but I'm willing to bet it's like 85. I was going to say at least. Yeah, <clears throat> at least. So, I mean, I don't know if you keep playing at that rate, but the way they're playing, the way they're making adjustments, the different styles that we're seeing them play, Again, that that's an that's an unbelievable level to maintain. But yeah, those to, results to, are insane. But this is the thing: is that I'm not concerned that they're peaking too early because I'm watching the games. Right, you're watching them. They got like dominated in LA. Yeah, and they just stole that game. Like they just yeah. stole that, and that's that's where you're encouraged is that they're not playing peak hockey right now. They're not. Well, they're not just burying teams. Right, they're five not, one yeah, every it's night. Not seven to two every night, and you're just like, this is a joke, you know. <laughs> is that, there that a league peak... above the NHL that the Avs can get into? Like, <laughs> you know, like it's not like that. The, they the just, peaking... uh, they're just, they're not, they're not playing at their absolute best. And I think that's where you're encouraged by the fact that, yeah, their results have outpaced their process. But when their yeah. process catches up what will the results look like? They obviously can't get better, but if they can maintain some semblance of this, if they can play 750 hockey through the rest of the season, which isn't unrealistic, it's an, it's an insanely high level, but that's kind of where they're at right now. I mean, they're, they're 42, 43 games into the season and they're at a 779 right now. They're on a 127 point pace. If you cut out the first 10 games, they're on like a 145-point pace. Like, it's right. the stupidest thing. They've right. played unbelievably. So, you're going to – their results have been unbelievable. And that's and, and that's where you're – you want to see the process catch up a little bit, but that's okay. Like, they're finding, they're finding adversity. They're finding road bumps. Mm-hmm in games and they're working their way through it. It's not like they're getting out three, nothing every night and they're cruising to victory every single game and nothing is nothing there. And they're not ever getting pushed by anything. Right. They're That they're coming back on teams that they are, you know, that they are having to go to overtime and like, they're not just cruising to victory. They're just, they just found their way to a bunch of wins. Like, right. They just they just lived in the moment and took care of the business. They did the job that was right in front of them. They didn't Bednar win said, ten games by winning ten games in one night. They won them on right. ten different nights. Bednar said that last. La, Bednar said last night that the high points for him during this streak have been 
the win against Toronto and the win against Boston. Both of those games, they had to claw their way back into. And again, kind of snatch a victory away from good teams, two very good playoff teams. Um, So yeah, they've, they've had some obviously lighter schedule right now. When you're playing the way the abs are, every opponent kind of looks like a, eh, (laughs) it's not a very good opponent. Um, But have they had some lighter ones in there? Sure. But I mean, by no means has been a cupcake yet here. I don't know if you have that graphic uh, of their last 10 wins. Um, You know, Chicago always plays them well. They're pushing for playoffs. You got Marc-Andre Fleury in that, um, you know, the Ducks, the Kings, those got uh, both those teams are in, are in playoff position. You've had the, yep. the Maple Leafs. Right had now, the, Bruins. The, the top 15 in the NHL in this streak, in this streak alone, they beat the number eight, number nine, number 13, number 14, and number 15 teams. Just, just by going by points in the NHL right now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there have been, obviously you have two Arizona games, you have a Montreal game and you have a Buffalo game and you have two Chicago games. Yeah. You had some cupcakes there. Right. And you ate them. Great. Right. Right. But you also had to, you had, you had to work for some of those wins. You had to claw for some of those wins and they did that. I mean, I think I, I, you go and look at the entire month's schedule and you know it started with beating they beat Anaheim twice this month. Right. Great goaltender, team that's really having a good season, some high skill. And, and I think I mentioned it on a show last week. I mean, AJ, you know, growing up when you're playing sports and you play against the undefeated team or the best team in the league, like yeah, you get you up want, for those games. You want to be that. You want those guys on your schedule because you're like Man, I hope they're still undefeated when we get them. Right, right. We want to be the ones that end this shit. Right, and that's what the abs are getting from teams every night. I thought they struggled. I thought they they couldn't get out of their own way at times last night, but you have to give credit to Buffalo. Buffalo skated their asses off. Montreal last week played a really good game. Um, Chicago, I thought the second one was kind of a goofy one, but the 2 nothing win, I thought Chicago played really well. That, you know, that wasn't a layup game. <sighs> Well, and what I loved about that is that that third period was chaos. Yep. And they just rolled with it. They were like, okay, now it's, you know, we're, we're up 3 nothing. We think we've got this thing. Okay, well, a minute later, it's 3-2. And, oh, crap, what do we do? All right, well, they didn't give up. They immediately turned around and created the goal, you know, the two-on-one that right. ended up in the uh, the fourth goal. Right. And then just keep working and just keep working. And, you know, some bad luck goes against you with that, with that fourth goal where it, yeah, whatever that puck was. scores out <laughs> and Landeskog accidentally kicks it in from seven feet away. And you're just like, right. Yeah. It, it goes across the goal line at this speed. That was painful to watch on, on TV. Cause it's like, ah, oh, well, oh, like um, when it went gone. in, you were like, Oh God, what happened? And then you watch the replay and you're like, yeah. <laughs> What the hell is yeah. this? Right, right. And then you get like that weird ass Kale McCarr like mortar from that, yeah. inside his own blue line where you're like, what the Dented fuck? Dented the was middle that? bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just just weird. But they just just keep and that's what that's my favorite part of this run that they're on, the streak that they're on, is that the games aren't the same. 
that when right. they've been chaotic like that and things have gotten out of hand, they just dealt with it. All right, yeah. now we're in this room. You know, when they when they were in <laughs> that low-scoring game in Anaheim where that weird Sam Gerrard goal is the only real goal that got scored in that game, fine. Mm-hmm. They won that game too. They were just in right. that room. They're getting they're getting the goaltending that they weren't earlier in the year, but they're not getting this quite the same level of goal scoring. And it hasn't mattered. Like their right. their style at this point is whatever game they're in, they're still the most dangerous team on the ice. It yes. doesn't matter the style that's being played. It doesn't matter what the other team is trying to do to them. They are they're just they're just beating teams. Right. Well, and, and they've also got that factor to them, which we've talked about a bunch, the capitalizing on mistakes. What they've got right now, and they've had all season, and they've had it to a certain extent for the last couple of years, but I've never seen it quite on this level where things could be kind of going against them. They're not playing well. They need one play. They need you to make one mistake and they're right back in it. They're right back in their groove. Yeah. And and that's part of what's made them so challenging to play against is they don't have to be playing a perfect period. They, they can actually even play a pretty bad period. And at the drop of a hat, they can completely turn the game the other way. AJ, if you had to pick one thing in the month of January or just this streak in general where you'd say, this is one thing that I, I don't think has gone well or I don't like or I'd like to see cleaned up. One, I guess, do you have one? And two... What is yeah. it? Blowing leads. Mm, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, we're talking uh, like Chicago pushes back on you. Um, and I'm not going to say that they blew a lead last night when it was one, nothing to one, one, but, no, but like, I know what you're talking about, right? Like you're, you're talking about a situation where you, you're not playing very good teams and you just let them hang around. You know, like they had a one nothing lead on Seattle. And the next thing you knew, they were down three, one halfway through that game. You know, like it was, it was a weird, uh, it was a weird month in that, like they, they did come back a lot on teams. And obviously the Toronto and Boston wins are like big, sexy wins, right? Right. But you had shoot, you had to, you had to go to a shootout against Arizona. You had a third period comeback against Seattle. You, uh, you had to go to Let overtime. Against, back in. Yeah, you had to go to overtime against Montreal because you blew a two nothing lead in that game. You blew a two nothing lead twice to Chicago this year. Not in the last month. No, both of those games were this month. Uh, the yep. ones in, yeah, both of them that were in Chicago. They had two nothing leads in both of those games and looked like they they could have been running away and they just didn't do anything with it. I mean, they had, they had a three nothing lead in in the second game in Chicago and that game turned into a six four kind of debacle. Right. <laughs> right. Those things happen sometimes, but you're talking about three games against bottom feeders this year uh, in the Montreal and two Chicago games where they had two nothing leads and watched them disappear. Yeah. Uh, and well, and you look the, the shootout game against Arizona, like they had a two nothing lead in that game too. And they were down three, two in the third period after yeah. starting two nothing and looking like they were going to run away with that game. So I would say that's the thing that I don't like is that they've let teams back into games. You know, yeah. I, I say let like they allowed this to happen. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. I think in, it was completely you know, up to them. Yeah. Goals. Right. Like, but uh, I think that's my concern is that in games this year, we've seen them like 
it's great that they've responded and they found ways at the end. That's obviously the point is to win. Yep. But you do you do want to see them blow fewer of those leads. That's not encouraging that I found four games in a month where they had a two nothing lead and blew that lead. Right. And in a couple of those cases uh, against the, Sh- the Chicago game, they were down three, two Arizona. They were down three, two Montreal was two, two and Chicago. They actually never tied it up, but, but, but like you said, it was three, nothing. And you ended right. up six to four and you had to hold on, you know, for the last couple of minutes there. M- mine is, mine is actually a lot in kind of that same vein that I just, I, there's been too many times. I, I know I said earlier, we're not seeing them make the same mistakes and I don't really think that we are, but like I said, kind of going along with yours, there's just been times when we've seen them kind of, I'm going to sneeze. Do it. Yeah. I tried, I tried to fight it off. Thank you. I tried to fight it off for as long as I could. Um, There's been a couple of games, a handful of games where it feels like they've taken their foot off the gas for stretches. Yeah. And look at Buffalo last night. Buffalo dominated them through the first 10 minutes of the second period. Yeah. Outside of that, if it were not for the great Darcy Kemper glove save, they're at least down two to one. Yep. Like, yeah, that, they, that was a phenomenal stop. But that's and but then you're like, okay, well, if these things didn't happen, then it would have been a different game. But they didn't happen. Right, right. You know, right. like the Darcy Kemper does make that save. The Avs do find a way in every single one of those games that I mentioned. The, oh, they're down three two or whatever. Great, they they won every one of those games. Right. And then you can't you can't just chalk it up to oh well it was against bad teams because against the good teams they came back they came back in that the even the bullshit Nashville game that they lost on the second night of a back to back against a against a rested team that was just sitting at home waiting for them they came back from two nothing three two and four to three yeah yeah like they like they they pushed that game to its limit. They pushed Nashville to the absolute edge, and they dominated the Preds for stretches of the of that game. They had thirty shots on goal in that game, in that Preds game, in the last two periods, just in in the second and third period. They had thirty shots on goal as they were pushing from to to come back on them. So Get back in. we've seen them when they flip the switch, they're nasty. Yep, and you just they just can't play at that high of level all game nobody can right but their highest level has shown to be higher than anybody else's so far this year right yeah no for real and and that's that's the the best teams in the east tampa florida new york beat them both uh didn't they toronto they did yep yeah uh toronto they they went one and one against them they're they're one and oh against boston they're one and oh against tampa bay uh, they're zero one against Washington, but that was also in like the second week of the season. Right, they that went was to, during that first ten game stretch. Yeah, they went to Washington and got absolutely housed. Uh, one so, and one with Florida right now, and again the the loss was in that first ten game stretch. Yeah, and the game in Denver was awesome. It was a great hockey game, phenomenal game. Yeah, no, great game. So there's like you, I think you just put it great. They're when they're at their best, I, I thus far no team has shown. Hey, we have a level better than that. They have some of these lulls that you'd like to see. I, I guess maybe for me, it's I'd like to see that floor move up just a little bit. 
Yeah. Sure. There he goes again. That was a big one. Brains came out on that one. Gross. The audio-only version of this is going to be ridiculous. I, I was muted. Or could you hear that? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> it's just me talking to myself <laughs> without context. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not even going to fill in on what that one was. Uh, just to add more mystery to the audio. Yeah, so maybe you'd like to see them just move that floor up a little bit. Don't let those... Don't let your valleys within a game be so low. And other than that, man, I it, it really is. It's hard to find something to say that they're not doing well. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, what else you got, AJ? I think it's about we're just about wrapped up with this one. Do you have anything else? Uh, All star Nazem Kadri January nah. anything? Just cool. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Um this yeah. and you it's so funny you and i are covering this together <laughs> this i was you, after just about to go here <laughs> after all the losing we had to sit through together yeah and how we didn't know what to talk about back in the day because it was like what do you talk about when they're just losing every night uh, like three games to go off we'd be like we don't want to talk about any of that yeah they <laughs> lost they lost all three games and the score was 11 to 2 yeah yeah and I, uh, now we're on the other side of it where it's like what do you even talk about when they win literally every single game right i was i did a, a show with our phnx guys for the last uh arizona the home and home and uh craig asked me he goes so what i, I want to hear what it's like to to be on the other side and i said well hold on hold on <laughs> i do have to say it is not all sunshine and rainbows AJ and I sat through and did a podcast for every game in the 48 point season. So like, I feel you. I have been there and that was maybe even worse. Cause we had to go into those locker rooms. Yeah. We yeah. Had to that's walk maybe the thing that sucks the most is that all the bad locker rooms we had to go into and we yeah. don't even get to go into these locker rooms and be like, all right, you guys won your 10th straight game. You guys haven't lost a home game in, you know, since the Reagan administration. What's life like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I'll bet we you don't those even are fun. Get to do any of that shit. We just have to. I'll bet you. Ugh. I'll bet you those are fun practice locker rooms right now. Man, wouldn't, wouldn't we love to figure that out? That you know, all I the think, great content we're not allowed to make right now. I think morning skate locker rooms were my favorite just because you had all the you know if it was like a national game you had all the national media guys in there and everyone just all the players are in there kind of mm -hmm. taking their time getting out because they don't yeah well have anything to go do after practice they have days to get to oh hey i want to go do whatever i'm going to go do with my day i'm done with work at 11 a.m right right um but for morning skate they don't have anywhere to go they're just like all right, I guess I'll just chill here and talk to reporters for half an hour. Yeah. I yeah. literally I literally had like a 35-minute conversation with Matt Calvert one day. We were just bullshitting. He's, yeah. he's talking he's talking to me about his summer cabin and shit and like we were just we were just talking nonsense, right? And like the morning skate stuff was the morning well, skate uh, stuff was great, man. Most of most of the conversations you'd see people having at morning skate, phones and recorders weren't even out. They were just conversations and if they were it was brief and it was like a formality like hey gotta do this let's just bang this out real quick and then 
you just have these that, that's where you got to know the guys that's where you built your relationships was that stuff mm-hmm. yeah no for sure so um well well cool aj let's get out of here man uh like you said it's it's it was it's been a fun month uh make sure to see how the rest of this season goes you got one more game till the all-star break uh abs coyotes tomorrow make sure you're tuning into our pre and post game shows tomorrow 30 minutes before Word. puck drop uh, and then immediately following the conclusion of the game we will be live from the DNVR bar, come down, hang out, watch the game, uh, eat some food, grab a Breck brew. This has been the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Jess Antonio for AJ Hayfleet. Thank you guys all so much for listening.